Welcome to this takeover of BTS on the Boss Babe podcast. The BTS takeover is the product of me, Natalie Ellis, and my two friends, Emily Gallagher and Alexi Panos, as we sat down to have real open, behind the scenes, vulnerable conversations with women that we really look up to. For this entire week, BTS conversations will be taken over the podcast and we really can't wait to hear what you think. As always, share and tag us on social media, letting us know what your biggest takeaway was as we love to know which conversations we should have next. This episode is brought to you by the Boss Babe Insta Growth Accelerator, a 12-week program designed to help you grow and monetize your Instagram account. If you're ready to grow your audience with your absolute ideal clients who are throwing their credit cards at you, then listen up. I've created a completely free 90-minute training to show you how to do exactly that. I'm taking you through the step-by-step strategy to attracting 10,000 ideal clients as followers over the next 30 days. If you know that growing your audience with ideal clients who can't wait to buy from you would completely change the game, then this training is for you. As I said, it's totally free. I just recommend turning up with a journal and getting rid of all distractions as we waste no time getting into the nitty gritty specifics. You know that I love specifics. To get started with the training, just head to bossbabe.com forward slash IG dash growth or hit the link in the show notes below. Hey, Alexi here. On today's epic episode of BTS, we have one of my favorite humans and fellow Greek sister, Lisa Bilyeu. As a founding member at Quest Nutrition, she helped facilitate the company's rise to a billion dollar company. Holy cow. She then used her love and experience of media as co-founder of Impact Theory, producing content that has been viewed over a hundred million times. Wow. I love her because she holds nothing back, speaks from the heart with radical transparency, and just owns who she is in all of the ways. So on this episode, we dive into everything from navigating health and wellness with biohacking, the realities of building business and burnout that comes with it sometimes, and owning ourselves and choosing to express ourselves in a world that wants us to fit into a mold. So let's jump into this episode of BTS. So let's let's hop right in. Yes. I want to hear this. Lisa's like the queen of biohacking. Wow, you are. I mean, in my world, wow. we're starting strong here. Yeah, wow. yep. I know. Yeah. High expectations. Yeah, no, the yeah. pressure's on. I'm like <laughs> sweating here. Turn up the AC, people. Well, because here's the thing. Like true true story. I am now just new to this bio biohacking mm-hmm. space, and I'm really curious about it. Like mm. it all makes sense to me. I'm like, yes, we can use science to better our lives and our health. Why not? But I don't know a lot. Not, I know you're deep in this as well. Mm-hmm. Em and I are kind of on the fringes, yeah. I think. Like we're like about that vitamin IV life. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. about as far <laughs> as we go. The, the shots at, at Whole Foods, you know. All yeah. those things. We're pretty basic. <laughs> we're like the basic bitch yeah. of <laughs> biohacking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Passionate that. and curious, but not the girl you go to. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely not. So, so tell us, like, thing. what do we need to know? Yeah, well, so I've been battling health issues now for almost four years. And mm-hmm. I've been gone to mm-hmm. every doctor you can possibly imagine. And of course, every doctor you go to, they're like, I've got the problem. I know yep. exactly what it is. Yep. Yep. And eventually, I just got to the point where I'm like, I do believe that it happens. Like, this cure can really help one person. But we're such individuals. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. until we take ownership of that and say, okay, well, I've got the information. How do I make it... Um, useful for myself yeah and that's where i started to go okay i just have to take ownership because right now i'm relying on doctors oh, to tell yeah. me what to do yeah which is like that you alone. have to be your own Massive owner problem. of your health for <laughs> sure especially uh, i mean unfortunately here none of you are from the states but right. i will speak to it it is really terrible here i think the way that we have been 
programmed is you trust your doctors with everything. Oh, yeah. Whatever they say is law. Mm-hmm. And we're we're taught almost not to trust ourselves and our own, you know, body's wisdom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's how many times have we heard that, right? Oh, eat this and you'll be fine. You're like eating it and you're like, it just doesn't feel right. But everyone's saying, right. hey, this yeah. is what's healthy. Right. You know, I mean, just take kale, for instance. Everyone's like, okay, kale's really healthy. Yeah. But some people can't digest it. And mm-hmm. I've realized I can't. Huh. If I don't cook kale mm-hmm. a lot in yeah. water, it gives me massive digestion yeah. issues. Yeah. And so just taking things blindly, I've, I've just decided, okay, that doesn't serve me. Mm. Yep. So I just started to biohack. So I got the Aura Ring. Yeah, so which you're wearing I right am now. Wearing right now. And now you've got one of these yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. I love my Aura Ring. Yeah. I've considered so, getting them. They're so, like 300 bucks. For those of us who don't know who, what they are, let's explain. What's yeah. the Aura Ring? <laughs> so it's a ring that you put on your finger and it can track your sleep patterns. So it okay. tells you how much deep sleep you've gotten into, mm-hmm. how much REM sleep you've gotten into. So then cool. I started to research what is deep sleep, what is REM sleep. Yeah. Um, when should it happen at what time of the night? And am I basically consistent with how I should be getting my energy? Right. Because I was waking up every day after nine hours and mm. I was exhausted. After nine Hey-o. hours. Yep, me too. <laughs> Em's yeah. like, story of my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> and what I've realized is if I look at my sleep pattern, mm. I'll wake up three or four times in the middle of the night and I won't realize. Really? I'll go into, I'll have maybe 20 minutes of only REM sleep. And so when you wow. start to look at how you um, how are you sleeping and then saying, okay, well, is it because I'm drinking just before I go to bed? Right, mm. right, right. Is it because I've had a stressful day? Right. Is it because I've got a lot of work on? Is it because I exercise? Like trying to figure out how my daily activities are affecting my sleep pattern and then I how that. I feel when I wake up. Mm. So, and that's just one thing that the Aura Ring does. It also tracks um, your um, resting heart rate. It ah. tracks your heart rate variability, which I didn't understand what that was. Yeah, so, so like, is that about stress or? So actually you want more um, variability in your heart rate, I just mm. learned. Because okay. the thing is, is that if you're, let's say, chilling and all of a sudden a lion jumps out of the woods and goes to attack you. Which happens almost on a daily basis. I was going to say, <laughs> we all know how that happens, right? <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> Yeah. So when that does, if you have basically a heart rate variability, it is able to go from zero to 100. It's able to have flexibility in its variability. Got it. So it's almost like a, a V12 engine versus like a V2 engine. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I know nothing yeah. about that. <laughs> Our analogies are lost on me. All right. Right sorry. That was a bad one. <laughs> and, and also the amazing thing about the aura ring, like you're saying, it, biohacking is all about hacking your own biology and mm. taking control of your mm. own health. And you read, oh, this supplement's amazing for helping you sleep and so is this and mm. this. But then if you do it and you actually have worse sleep, then that's not the right thing for you. Yeah. So make a, like, make a note in your journal what you did and then track your sleep and then see how it was. And so like, if you know you can do X, Y, Z to get deep sleep in a shorter amount of time, then that's your own version of biohacking. Mm. Yeah, so it's almost mm. like being a scientist of your own life. And, and we've got these little devices to give us awareness about mm. what's happening. And then from that awareness, you can then kind of supplement and do all the little tweaks. Dude, that's the key, awareness. Yeah. Like being aware of what is going on with your body from every which way. Mm. So with its heart rate, um, for instance, I had a bit of sugar the other day and my my body temperature went up by like three degrees. Wow, interesting. And I start sweating and so um, things like that. It's like, oh, okay, clearly my body well, I already know this, but my body isn't used to sugar. So it's trying to burn it off so it raises my body temperature. Well, if I really kind of think that through, 
the chances are I'm going to actually be more tired because my right. body's giving so much to mm. burning off this energy. Right, so right, I've right. actually noticed that when I have sugar the very next day, I am exhausted. And now I'm realizing why, because my body overnight is trying to burn what is considered as poison for my mm. body right now because um, I just can't digest sugar. Mm. Wow. So, understanding those things. I want to just ask, because this conversation I feel like is, you know, and we were talking about this the other day in the car, just about how important health is and how basically it is really the center point to everything else because we can't achieve anything if we don't have that vitality. Mm -hmm. But what do we say to, and I'd be really curious about, like, you know, the starting points for people because it can be really overwhelming to monitor your health, monitor your levels, (laughs) be able to afford to go to specialists. All of this stuff is like, it it can be really, it costs a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of energy and also expertise. A lot of people don't even know how their body reacts when they do certain things and they're yeah. so busy doing things they're like yeah that's great but I don't have the time I don't have the money or even like they don't know where to start looking yeah so like right? what are there's we... so many like quote-unquote trusted sources out there but like right. what's actually trustworthy because there's days? so much misinformation when it comes yeah. to health and you know weight and energy and all of these things so I'd love to kind of speak to yeah what's a starting point and how do we kind of enter into that space yeah I think it goes back to what you said Alexia of Becoming aware. Right. So unless you start to become aware, you're never going to know which direction to go into or what kind of battle you're fighting. Right. So I would say from step step one is I've never personally – done the elimination diet specifically Mm -hmm, i've kind of been forced to because after my health like literally in an instant i couldn't eat for almost a year i mean it was really really bad um yeah that's a whole other story but like it got to the point where it happened so instantly that i by default was on the elimination diet but that was that's actually one thing i would suggest to people start removing things and seeing how you feel so Mm. i did a food diary for about six months and i'm saying Every single day, every single meal, I wrote down what I ate, how I felt, Mm. what my bowel movement was, Mm -hmm. how I slept. Like, I got that specific. Now, for me, it was... I couldn't eat, so I was like, I was literally right. malnutritioned and like life or dying. Death yeah, it really was. Yeah, but even then, like, if I had to go back and I didn't have that, that's mm. exactly what I would do. I would do an wow. elimination diet. I would pay attention to everything, and I would just write, um, "How do I feel? Forget about what you look like for yeah. now. Just yeah, yeah, how yeah. do you feel yeah. on a day-to-day basis?" And mm-hmm. compare things. Yeah, I love that. And I now you've you've been into biohacking for how long now? Um, about two years now. And what, what got you interested? Mm. Did you have like a a scenario where it was like, I I have to, or was it like, oh, this is cool? Yeah. I was also pushed into it. I had no choice because for me, it all started when I was like, I was 16. I didn't get my period. Like the rest of my friends, I'm 16. Mm. I'm like, I still haven't got my period. This is really weird. So I, I went to the doctor I tell him I've got no period. He's like, okay, I'm just going to put you on the pill. It's going to regulate everything. This is perfect (laughs) for you. So I went on the pill and I was on the pill for 10 years. So from just turning 16 to being 26. Um, But about a year before that, when I was 25, I mean, I'd had digestion issues for the longest time. And no matter what I did, they didn't go away. My skin was always flaring up. Like so many different things were happening. And I was going to different doctors and specialists and asking, why is this happening? And I could list the amount of medications I was on. They were saying I had Mm. heartburn. They were saying I had IBS, reflux, everything. And I went to one specialist and I sat in the room and I was crying. I was saying, this isn't normal Mm. like I can't even have like a margarita without like this pain of heartburn like it's not normal and he said how long you've been on the contraceptive pill I said 10 years come off that right now so I came off it 
And I've never had a period since I came off the pill. Wow. You've still not had a period? I still haven't had one. Wow. So for me, when I came off the pill and I didn't get my period, I and, and, and kind of like a year before that, I started getting into biohacking and I started I start by reading a book called The Bulletproof Diet. Okay, yeah. It's very scientific and I really, really loved it. But even then I was still too nervous to even get off the pill. And obviously it was a guy that wrote it, so he didn't write about the pill. Right. So but I came off it and I didn't get my period. And instead of going to different doctors and things, I just started checking in with my own body mm, and, and what you that. said, at least had the awareness. And I would ask myself, how am I feeling? How am I feeling? How am I feeling? And um, it, I, I kind of got my own diagnosis. It was a day before I did a big event in London. I was laying in bed the day before and I was in so much pain. And it really takes a lot for me to not want to get out of bed. Mm. And I, I called Danielle and Nick Pigeon, who I was doing the event with, and I was sobbing and I said, I can't do it. I can't do the event. There's something wrong with mm. my body. Wow. And I mean, I knew I had to do it. So I lay there and I checked in. And I was like, I've got cysts on my ovaries. I just knew it. Wow. I've got cysts on my ovaries. And so the next week I flew home uh, back to the, U the US and I went for an ultrasound. It turned out I have like the worst strain of polycystic ovaries. Oh, wow. And so my goal now is to get my period back. And yeah. I decided I'm doing it myself as yeah, opposed yeah. to going for like I went to the doctor and I got diagnosed with polycystic ovaries. And the first thing she said to me was, yeah, did you want to have kids? Hmm. Oh, wow. It's going to be difficult. Mm. And, and my heart in that moment mm. sunk. And I was like, yeah. I'm not accepting that. Yeah. And I yeah. left. I went home. I had a bit of a cry. And I was like, okay, mission fertility. Wow. Yeah. And so I took it all in, in, in my own hands. And I've had some progress. And I would say read books. Mm. And do, like do what works for you and test and like you were saying Lisa write everything down yeah um and like I have so many lists of things that I've tried how it worked for me and I'm building on and I'm getting more and more progress mm. and then I'll go to a doctor with a list of lab tests and say this is what I need checked and I know you're the same right yeah <laughs> I love that I know what markers I'm looking for yeah and I and and, and it's not the doctor's fault I want to put that out there like, yeah. they, they, they they're told what's normal and of if, course if a, a level isn't a certain number it's not a alarming to them so they'll say yeah. you're fine but yeah. actually it's like your thyroid right yeah but then you you do your research and you look at that number and mm. for me i'm like oh it's an indicator of this sure i need to do this is yeah. yours similar literally i went to the doctor about six months ago they they told me i had polycystic ovary syndrome no way and the thing was okay but you've in. told us you don't want children correct and i was like yes i i yeah. have decided me and my husband yeah. that we're not going to have kids she goes oh then you're fine and i was like uh, what like <laughs> right. sure, sure just because I can't have children doesn't mean that not having a period is a good sign like yeah. I haven't had a period in over six years as well mm, yeah. you haven't no so initially well. that um, my doctor that was checking my gut said oh you eat a lot of soy and I was like well. no I don't because they they checked my yeah. microbiome and they're like oh well you have really really high estrogen levels in your gut huh. um and then I said, well, I take contraception pills. So they're like, get off it immediately. Wow. I got off it. Went and still didn't get my period. They told me I have polycystic ovary syndrome. And um, and again, they were like, well, you're within range, so you're fine. Mm. As long as, you know, you get checkups and you get your... Um, I guess, I guess the uterus wall, if you don't have periods, starts to thicken. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens if it starts to thicken, it actually now increases your chances of getting cancer. Wow. Which I had no idea. Did you go but, through the cancer scare too? So I, so I haven't yet. Whoa. 
But then um, recently I heard about the thyroids and mm-hmm. how that can really affect your period. So I took it upon myself. I literally two weeks ago went to the doctor and said, okay, I want my thyroids tested. I want my T3s tested. I want my T3 reverse test. And they're like, no, no, you don't need to. I'm like, I'll mm-hmm. happily pay. But yes, I do need to. Wow. Yeah. I will get the results myself. So I got them. I then took them to a specialist that I trusted. And she said, wow, they said you're in range, but your range is so, that the range they give you is so wide that I'm on the very bottom range and they're not taking into factor that I'm a female. Right. That I'm, you know, 39 years old. And they're like, so taking all these factors in, your range is terrible. Like there's no way your thyroid, you should be this low. Mm -hmm. And then two days ago, in fact, I got the, the, one of my doctors had looked at my hormone levels and she says that I've got the hormones of a postmenopausal woman. Wow. Wow. And I just got told that today, uh, two days ago. Isn't that, Mm -hmm. let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, Every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. The other day, the team and I were talking about how much our audience loves biohacking. And whenever we release content based around creating better habits for our lifestyle and health, you all seem to really soak it up and request more. So I wanted to share about our podcast sponsor, Prolon, today because I've never seen a company like this. Prolon is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making cells believe that they're fasting. There are so many strategic benefits to fasting, and Prolon helps you hit these goals without actually needing to fast. Prolon's five-day program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all designed to keep your body in a fasted state. And you get everything pre-packaged, labeled, and ready to go, so there's no guesswork. It's super simple, and it works. Extended fasting of at least two to three days has proven to produce unique benefits like cellular rejuvenation, metabolic support, and increased cardiovascular health. So if you're ready for a fasting program that doesn't leave you hungry or exhausted and instead gives you more energy, I highly recommend giving Prolon a try. Right now, Prolon is offering Boss Babe podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash boss babe. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash boss babe for this special offer. Prolonlife.com slash boss babe. If you had just taken that like quick blanket diagnosis from the first doctor, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, oh, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But truthfully, the body is always speaking to us and telling us with these small things. And I think think this would be an interesting conversation to get to is a lot of women 
primarily go into diet and health and nutrition initially for vanity, mm-hmm. right? Initially like, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to look a little better. I want to tone up. Yeah. But it's such a deeper conversation when we actually know what's going on internally. Like the one biohacking thing I did do was I got all my levels tested nice. before we were going to start conceiving. Mm. And we had, you know, started talking about like, oh yeah, we want to start a family soon. So let's just get everything checked and just make sure we're good. Sure enough, it came back that I had literally my adrenals full burnout. They were stealing from my hormones. So all my hormones were completely flatlined. Mm -hmm. And this was, you know, months before we were talking about starting a family, which I wouldn't have been able to conceive. And had I not have done those tests, Mm -hmm. I would have just thought there was something wrong with me, you know, but you can fix it. Like there are things you can do. And I just went on these like herbal supplements and within three months we conceived Kingston. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I can't stress the importance of this, especially if you're in that phase of your life where you are thinking about having a family or even just like doubling down on your health and making sure you're going to age well Mm -hmm. and age with vitality and like exuberance. We can do stuff now and that will make all the difference. Yeah. It's huge. And going to what you said, Natalie, as well as like, we want to blame the doctors, but the truth is we have to take responsibility for yes. ourselves. Yep. 100%. Mm-hmm. We are all so different that the doctors can only know so much. Yep. Plus also, when you think about it, they've gone to college, they've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and medicine is ever evolving. So yes. how can they even keep up yep. if we're not willing to do that for ourselves? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm totally with you now. Like I don't look at the doctors and blame them. Um, I do make sure that I get what I need, but I don't blame yeah. them and expect them to fix me. Right. I expect myself to fix myself. Yeah. Mm. And and no matter what it takes too, you know, Em, you're speaking to something that I really experienced. Like I didn't have health insurance when I did all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it cost me thousands of dollars yeah. to get all the testing and all the things, but it was so worth it. Like I'll pay whatever to be able to have the experience of having my child, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, you got to weigh the cost. There's always a cost. And it's either yeah. you pay now up front or you pay later with your health. Yeah. And I think it is really trusting yourself as well. Like not having a period, like you say, it doesn't matter that you just can't conceive. That's a signal that things in there mm-hmm. are like not really working. Yeah. Like yeah. I know for myself, I had a sporadic period. For, and I think it's actually so much more common than we think about like a lot of women don't get a period. A lot of women have a sporadic period. Yeah. Like when I used to overexercise, where I was really restrictive with my food and like my body was not functioning and that was such a signal. And I only just got mine back about a year and a half ago when I was like really doing some deep work around, you know, restriction and overexercise and all of this craziness, just overriding the body with like this, you know, faulty mentality that I know a lot of women have when we are trying to really achieve something physically. Yeah. And when I got my period back, I was like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) it was such an amazing, I had such a different relationship to it because I was like, oh my gosh, like my body is like happy and healthy and functioning. And it's like, we so know, and there is these little signs and it's the same with me and my energy for the last few years. It's like, I know intuitively that I could feel better. I should be feeling better. And like, I'm continuing to go to all these doctors until someone will give me some answer because it's like I know just myself that I could feel better than this and I think that we've kind of accepted as a society that it's like okay to like have to have a coffee in the morning and be tired at three o'clock and like not have energy to exercise or not have energy to x y and z and I think that there's this kind of baseline acceptance of Of what normal not having vitality because I think there's there's health and there's like 
energy and then there's like vitality and right. it's like i want to feel vital i want to be energized yes. and be like peak performing right yeah. well that's it that's the thing too and i was telling you this the other day when i got all my levels tested my my uh, homeopathic doctor was like she was like you if i didn't know you I would literally think you were like lying in bed depressed every day. Wow. Like looking at your chart. No like way. I was like a three point down from the skull and bones, which would mean I would like have adrenal wow. collapse and die. Oh my gosh. And she's like literally, but the fact that I know you shows me that like the other things you're doing in your life mm-hmm. make a difference. Your mindset, who you surround yourself with, the fact right. that you're living your purpose, yeah. like all that is a part of it. And oh Yeah. I think for people who don't have thousands of dollars, like right. start with the things that you can change. Start mm-hmm. with your environment. Start with what you consume, television, media, yeah. food, beverage. Start where you can and start to feel into those differences and then go, ah, oh, okay, if I can feel more like this with these little changes, mm-hmm. what could I do with some bigger changes? Yeah. Step by step, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. I want to touch on something you said, Em. You said, where do people even start with any of this? Mm. And one thing that I really want to hammer home is you'll you'll hear us talking about all kinds of things, whether it's an aura ring or a red light or you're taking supplements or herbs. One mistake that I made was trying to do it all. Right. And actually, because <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was on this journey of like, I'm going to get my period back. I'm going to do all the things. Mm. I don't care less what, like what it costs, how I do it. And I got so overwhelmed that all of a sudden this resistance came up right. in me where I didn't want to do hard. anything. Mm. Uh, and so it I felt so overwhelming. It felt too overwhelming. And so I took a month off doing anything, which wow. might not sound like it's the best thing for my health, but I was so overwhelmed. I took a month off. I wasn't going to my acupuncture. I wasn't going to my healing. I wasn't mm. taking my herbs or my vitamin, anything. And what I did then was I checked into my body and I was like, what do I feel mm. like I want to do? What can I uh, keep up? Because yeah. there's yeah. lots of things that work, right. but consistency with, with a mm-hmm. couple of things is the important thing. So now yeah. I strip my whole routine back and what I do is part of my routine now yeah. and, it, and, it's, and it feels good and it's easier. But there's another thing I also want to chat with you guys about. I'm a big believer in talking about the process while you're in it and not just like when, yeah, you know, right. like mm-hmm. I used to yeah. suffer this and, and now I'm this, so here's what I can teach. Yeah. I want to talk about what I'm in it and, and yeah. you said, and I think you probably all got some perspectives. This whole idea of getting your period and it's yeah. something we think as women we should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a couple of weeks ago. I thought I got my period. I felt it. I was like, I think I got it. I run to the bathroom. It's not there. Mm. I'm collapsing in a flood of tears. I'm no. crying. Stephen comes in. He's like, What's wrong? What's wrong? I said, I didn't get it. I should have got it. Yeah. And I heard myself say that. Mm. And I was like, Wait, wh- why? Why should I get it? Yeah. And then I started that whole. And, and I felt it. I'm not going to say in that moment, my mindset kicked in and I was like right. personal growth. Yeah. It, in my heart, I know I felt like I should have got it. Mm. And so how do you deal with that? How do you deal with, and, and we get it a lot as women, right? We should be superwoman. We should be doing right. everything. Yeah. We right. should be a wife. We should be a mom. Like yeah. we should be everything. How do we get over that I should. Like reconcile mm. with what's actually here. Mm-hmm. And that should is probably what is holding you back yeah. from getting your period. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Amen. It's, it's the <laughs> expectation yeah. of That's it. The yep. truth. I was going to say, when you shared that, that triggered, um, you know, I had a miscarriage now three months ago and I felt that same thing. Like this, like mm. this shouldn't, like I'm healthy. This shouldn't be happening. Yeah. And it was my resistance to what was actually showing up mm-hmm. that was causing the suffering. And, and I think... That suffering in in and of itself created the grief for me because I was holding on to this idea. And, you know, M, even today, like I just got my period today. And I was Woo! like, you know, two days ago, I was like, oh, I could be pregnant because yeah. we're still trying. And it's like every month is like, oh, oh, yeah. oh. 
no, you know, it's like, so, so I'm at that, in that phase of letting go every single month and practicing, Mm. releasing the expectation, even though my heart wants it. Like, obviously I want another babe. I'm obsessed with being (laughs) a mom, but I also get that timing is everything and my body knows when it's time and yep. I feel like you am like right now I don't feel like I'm in my optimal health yep. I feel like achy and crampy mm. and all the things and it's because I've got a lot on my plate right now and I yep. know there's not a lot of space for another child to come in mm. and I got to be honest about that like energetically I'm not very spacious right now yeah you know so yep. I think it's like the 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 whole integrated view of what's happening Mm -hmm. because it's not just this one myopic thing that's happening in a silo it's like all touching everything Mm -hmm. and i love that you're not bsing yourself yeah it's like no i know why i'm not getting pregnant i i recognize that my lifestyle is holding me Mm. back and i think that's so important as well like it's okay like don't beat yourself up over it but just know of the reasons why that it is in your control and so if you were like you know what having a baby actually is the most important thing to me then great now you know it prioritize you can prioritize it and change your lifestyle to then live accordingly yeah totally um but kind of going i don't understand why i'm not getting pregnant i'm really trying it's you know i just think it does ourselves a disservice yeah um but going back to your should and shouldn't Mm. i i've learned that i can't quite quieten that like Mm. it's just the voice that is always there so now Mm. I just go if I can't quieten it how do I use it so if I go to say oh my god you shouldn't I'm like ah there's that word again all right so Lisa (laughs) why are you using that word what is it about this situation that you think you shouldn't Um. and I use it as a way of analyzing what I'm doing Mm. to then bring myself to the like answer of okay this is why Mm. or like you so know, it's that awareness again. It's the awareness, yeah. Yeah. For me, I feel like it's a bigger conversation because it's kind of like the right, wrong, should, shouldn't, did work out, didn't work out. Like for me, it's like a, it's more like an overall philosophical thing. Like my mentality is that whatever's working out is what should work out. Like and the caveat to that is like if I'm showing up fully and I'm doing everything I can, like I'm getting all the tests, I'm doing all the things, I'm doing everything that's within my power to do and that is a fluctuating scale, right? Sometimes sure. we're holding more than others. Sometimes what we can do is less than other times. So my my mentality is always like, okay, did I show up fully for that? Okay, and then the result that I wanted still didn't happen or I felt like I should have X, Y, and Z. Then I surrender to that. I'm like, I showed up fully. It's like, for example, for me, this is just maybe trivial, but like I really want to stay in LA. I want to live in LA. And it's like, oh, I should be able to stay here. I should have made this work X, Y, and Z, right? But it's like, but I've done everything I can to figure that out right now. And yet the universe, life, whatever, circumstances are still meaning I have to leave. So it's like surrendering. It's like some things we can't, we can't control everything. And I think that alone takes off so much pressure of trying to make ourselves figure out like, think we have to create everything control everything make every result happen um and i think that really that really supports me with my shoulds because it's like well i did everything i can and that still is happening this way so then i surrender like Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna fight it you know and i think that on the other side of this surrender is like Mm. well maybe there's a gift in this for me like i know with the miscarriage that was a huge gift for preston and i Mm. a whole bunch of shit came up for us that we didn't even know was there and the miscarriage brought it to the surface. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we just started unpacking it and how do we feel? And then it brought up all this other stuff that we're like, whoa, I didn't know you were feeling that way about this. And yeah. I didn't know you were feeling that way about this. And it allowed us really the opportunity and the permission to talk about these really huge things for our partnership. Yeah. And you know, as a couple and as parents, that we didn't even like think was a thing. Mm. And after that, like, I mean, it was on our flight home from Jamaica yeah. when I started miscarrying. 
And after that flight home, Preston and I were closer than we had ever been. Mm. And what a gift. Yeah, you know, yeah. what a gift for our current child mm. and for whatever future child decides to come in, even if it's just a fur baby, because I am committed to getting yeah. a dog. Yeah, <laughs> fur baby life. Do it. I'm, I'm going to do it. Mm, yes. But that was the gift. And knowing that on the other side of surrender, like you might go back to New Zealand and meet your boo. Hey, you never know. <laughs> you, you never know. <laughs> I'm just saying. That is something better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, can he be American though? Just because right? I'm trying to live here. <laughs> <laughs> that um, attitude though is absolutely what um, has gotten me through as well. Yeah. Like, okay, well, we can either surrender to it or we can learn something th- from mm-hmm. it. And um, I think it's Tony Robbins actually said, how do you take the worst situation and make it the best thing? could ever happen to you and every time I'm in that like depth of despair I'm sure all of us have been through it where you just feel so broken Mm -hmm. that's what I remind myself I just say Lisa like this is how how do you flip this how can this be the most amazing thing because I think perspective is everything everything do you sit there and say why me or do you say oh my god this can make me stronger than before yeah yeah yeah, because yeah. it's not that people don't get, it's not that any of us sitting at this table don't have challenges and don't have adversities. It's like, it's just how we process them and what allows you to move through them faster so that it doesn't become this something, this thing that sort of stews. Because I think it's it's like indulging in the story and the and the, the wallowing, like a lot, it becomes a bigger thing. It's just like, it's it, challenges and things like this are always going to happen. It's only yeah. ever going to be how we deal with them and process them and choose to see them. That makes the difference, I think, for people that create success or create emotional resilience than those that don't. Like, yeah. it's, it's a choice. Totally. Totally. And, and Nat, back to where you're at with this. Like, on the other side, because you said that was two weeks ago, yeah? Mm-hmm. How are you mm-hmm. feeling about everything now and your perspective? Like, what's, what supported you in getting over that hump? I think voicing how I was feeling was yeah. probably the best thing I did because normally when I'm feeling like that, I don't, I'm not the most emotional person. Mm. So internally I'm feeling it, but then I put a brave face on, I go outside. No, I didn't get it this this month. It's not mm. coming. Yeah. And I put that face on. And, and I think I've been doing a lot of work on really like a releasing emotion from my body, which is probably yeah. something we can talk about, but I'm yeah. doing mm. some kind of some body work and some, um, different things that help release my emotions and I was feeling generally more emotional mm. and I let it out I'd let it go mm. and and I sat there and I cried and I just told him everything that was in my head without fear of judgment of mm. like I should do this and I'm not good enough at this and there's all these mm. things and he just sat and he listened and he was like I'm here I've got your back whatever it is like let's get through it and addressing that was probably the first part and then asking my community for help so Mm -hmm. reaching out for help and saying like I I don't know what to do I feel like I'm doing everything and I got recommended the most amazing book which I'm kind of halfway through now and already I'm feeling more positive about the outcome it was just this book just kind of mentioned every single way I was possibly feeling Mm, and normalized mm, all of these thoughts that are in my head and it was just so it's so nice right when someone normalizes how I feel right yeah what's the book for those who are interested Uh, I don't know the exact title but I think it's eight eight steps to heal your PCOS okay Okay, and and it's amazing it's so science-based but it's written by a naturopath and it's so specific to the Mm. point like all the herbs the dosages um she's helped me to be able to identify exactly the type of PCOS that I have why I'm feeling a certain way I mean even today I was telling you guys I um I didn't put much makeup on today and my skin has flared up so bad it's worse than it was when I was a teenager Mm. it's never been so bad and this morning I was going to put concealer on and I stopped myself 
And I even did the same thing. I had extensions in my hair and I just cut all my hair off because my <laughs> hair's thinning so much. <laughs> Get mm-hmm. it, girl. Yeah. And I'm sick of putting band-aids and trying yeah. to hide what's going on. Yes. Like, yes, my hair is thinning. Yes, my acne is flaring up. And guess what? That is mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And yeah. and even though it's not easy to turn up and, f- right. and I'm being conscious of my skin, even though that's not easy, that feels empowering. Yeah. And that feels like me getting rid of the should. Yeah. It feels like me being like... Oh, this yeah. is where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's huge. I, I just really want to like celebrate that because yeah. in our world, especially here in LA, we, talk we about live in the epicenter of like covering shit up <laughs> and, and like false things, supplementing with false everything, yeah. and nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. I think for you, that's a huge win. And I think you know, as you were speaking, I just felt the the shame that you had around those things. It's almost like you just let that go. Yeah. Like I'm choosing not to be ashamed of these things anymore. I'm choosing mm-hmm. to be in ownership of like here's where I'm at right now. It doesn't mean it can't change, mm-hmm. but here's who I am. And like that ownership to me feels like what we're talking about. Of like, yeah. you know what? This is my current situation, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing as much as I can to work through it. But I'm not going to pretend anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. And I think as women. We have this idea that we've got to have a brave face. We got to be superwoman. We got to do all the things and be all the things to all the people. But we got to do what's right for us first. And I think we're unfortunately trained in society in society to put ourselves last and to yeah. think about how we can appease other people first in order to somehow make our lives better. But this is like the mm. most empowering choice. Yeah, and I mean, I listen to tons of podcasts and and everyone's speaking. I'm always hearing you've got to put your os- oxygen mask on first. And I think mm. that's that's great. That's a great analogy. But how many times are you hearing that, but you're still not living it? Totally. You're totally. like, I'm putting myself first. I'm going for massage. I'm doing this. But then that voice internally is like, you didn't show up here. You didn't do that. Like it's yeah. still there. So whilst all of these things are nice to hear. <laughs> and it's very all, Instagrammable. Right. So Instagrammable. <laughs> but realistically, but yeah. you still have that going on. And yeah. I think as women, we're very used to putting other people first. And you know what? Sometimes it feels nice. I'm not going to say it yeah, doesn't 100%. feel nice to come home and cook, uh, mm-hmm. to, to do those things. It feels good. And mm-hmm. do you know what? Sometimes that's what I need. Yeah. 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 So what did you do emotionally? So when you're like, hey, I've got bad skin. I don't want to cover it up right now I want to own it it still can't be easy though right Mm. so how did you say something emotionally to yourself to like push yourself like okay I know this is right get over this initial emotion that's trying to push back there's no magic to it Mm. I'm sitting here feeling very uncomfortable like the lighting is there like I'm very aware of it I'm uncomfortable but I always win when I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Every, I mean, at every point of in my life, I've done things that have been hard and have been uncomfortable. And that's where the, the change came. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm doing things constantly that make it easier and hide it and, and all these things, then I'm not going to win. So this morning, I and, and even I went to go to the bathroom. I was just with um, mm-hmm. Emma and Lex. I went to go to the bathroom and I said, don't wait for me. I'll come out in a sec. So they walked out and I was about to cut, put some concealer on put it back in my bag and I walked through it. I was like, yeah, you don't girl. need this. You don't need this. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. live with that. What, like what's so bad about feeling uncomfortable? Mm, what's yeah. so bad about being in the, in the feeling of being self-conscious? Also, the thing is, is that like, I did not even notice. Like no either. one even sees it like at all. Like and we don't even, you yeah. know, it's like such an internal experience yeah. and it's like, for me but it also doesn't mean that it's not scary for you it's not to diminish that because like I know for me like the food and body stuff that I went through like in the last few years was one of the scariest things that I like ever did which is crazy but like surrendering that control over like restriction and thinking I should look a certain way and I used to look this way and x y and z like there's so much pressure and like 
a lot of it is self-imposed, but obviously we live in a society that's constantly telling us, as you said, Lex, as well, and here in LA, it's amplified in all of the ways, (laughs) Um, you know, and so there is that pressure and it can be really frightening to push back against that and to say, I choose something different, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I choose that internal experience, like you say, of winning and of owning yourself and just like really creating, again, it's kind of like creating success on your terms. It's like, I was miserable when I was like trying to fit into that mold and like you get, you build that resilience and you build that comfort by doing the thing. It's like anything, right? Like business relationships, any of this stuff, right? It's like you've got to be in that yeah. in that ground of like this is really scary and uncomfortable, but like that's the only way that it ever shifts. Yeah, and I think both sides are addictive, right? I think it's addictive mm-hmm. to hide right. and it becomes really addictive like, ooh, I could conceal this and that felt really good. So, yeah. ooh, maybe if I just tweak this thing and then it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the lashes become the the hair, right. become the Botox, become, you know, it's just yeah. like all the things. It yeah. becomes addictive and again, no judgment, nothing no. wrong with any of this, but we're just pointing it out that we've yeah. all been in these, in com- these conversations and mm-hmm. even like we talked about the other day, like getting our makeup done for right. for a shoot. And it's like, I'm so tempted sometimes to like right. do the lashes and get all the things. Cause I'm like, fuck, yeah. it'd just be so easy. Like I wouldn't <laughs> have to like wake up and do all right. the things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but I, I also know like that, that doesn't feel, there's something about it that yeah. has had me hesitate for yeah. years when some of my best friends have all the things. And I'm like, I've even considered hair extensions because I'm like, oh, yeah. I want to see what my hair feels like long. Mm-hmm. And it would be so easy for my hair to just always look awesome. But I know my edge is like being really proud and feeling beautiful in my current state, whatever mm-hmm. that is, right? Mm-hmm. And even though I'm, I'm selling myself, I'm like, yeah, but it would be easier and like it's more efficient and you'll get more done. And like, you know, like all, all <laughs> except the, for the like hour it's good long for the business, <laughs> right? Yeah, like Expensive. legit. I'm, I'm yeah. legit. Like, oh, that would just be so. That would make my life so easy, right? But the truth is, the edge for me is to like stand powerfully yeah. in in you know who I am and what I look like, and and mm. even like I did a shoot the other day hair up in a messy bun, like very little makeup on. It's like, I want that to be my standard. Mm. I want the standard of like the most truest naked version of myself to be what I lead with. And it's uncomfortable. And I don't like it sometimes because I'm comparing myself to the women in my life who are sometimes very done and look gorgeous all the time. And I'm like, oh, fuck, Mm. you know, I don't. But that's where I grow. Mm. If it doesn't work for you, yeah. then it can be very detrimental. Yeah. I've actually learned to love both. Yeah. Like yeah. I love getting my makeup done and yeah. my hair done. Yeah. And yeah. like I just feel great. I feel badass. Yes. Yeah. You know? And so I lean into it. So it empowers me. And yeah. so I think that's, that's the key is what Always. you're doing with yourself. Is it empowering you Always. or is it making yeah. you feel self-conscious, yes. comparing yourself yeah. to someone yes. else? Yeah. Um, I've learned to like let go of that and say, how do I feel? And sometimes yeah. I'll take an IG photo and I'll have no makeup on and I'll be in bed yep. and other times I'll do it when I'm completely done yeah, up. I totally and love that. Being able to feel the se- like the same human, I'm still oh. Lisa. Yep. It's the intention behind it's it. Though, yeah, right? it is. Like if you're doing it to like fix something that you don't feel is good enough, right. then oh. it's like, then don't do it because yeah. then the work is why don't I feel like that's good enough? Yeah. But if you're like, yo, I'm awesome and I want to amplify <laughs> yeah. this, girl, yeah. get it. Get yeah, it. there's nothing wrong and I want everyone to understand that's not what we're saying at all because right. I thank you for presencing that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not a 
oh, if you get your hair done and your makeup done, you're like less than. What? It's so not that because yeah. I absolutely love doing it too. I've had extensions yeah. many, many times in yeah, my life. Yeah. Like I love a good eyelash extension. I actually just absolutely hate going to the appointment. It's so freaking <laughs> annoying. And then you can't put your head under the water and I'm just like, it's too much for me. I can't. I'm just too, like I can't yeah. deal with that. But I love it. And yeah, so it's nothing right or wrong, but it is just being that awareness of like, am I – less expressed with this as it like you said Lisa is it empowering me yeah. is this feeling good where is this coming from yeah you know because intention is everything getting, getting all dressed up and looking sassy yeah I love looking sassy too. Right? but it's the intention right yeah. it, it, are you amplifying or are you yeah. trying to fix yeah mm-hmm. and I think that's the, even the intention with working out I think a lot of oh, women yeah. have workout addictions because they're trying Without to a doubt. fix something that Without they think is wrong I did with themselves. yeah yeah, yeah versus yep. like yo I'm, I'm trying to take care of my body right I'm trying yep. to amplify what's already here yep yeah. And yeah. it doesn't work. Like if the intention's wrong, if you truly ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And if the reason is to fix, yeah, then when you mm-hmm. do fix, it doesn't feel right. Good. Yeah. yeah. You st- right. I didn't feel any different when I had these big extensions. And I mean, yeah. yeah, it looked nice, but I didn't feel internally yep. like it was fixed. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if I did it from a place of power, like you're saying, when you get your makeup done, you're like, I'm gonna look so good tonight. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm gonna keep this on for days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rock this out. None of it. Eyelashes are hanging off. No, no, it's fine. Oh my gosh. Sticking it back on. I literally (laughs) had hair extensions one time and like I had, they were basically all fallen out and I had like this one long hair extension. (laughs) It's so embarrassing. (laughs) But like I was like so clutching to it because I had this idea that like it was making me look skinny or something and it was literally, I'll show you a photo. Like it was so ugly and it was like just like, yes, this is somehow making me look like I was clutching, you know? That's amazing. And I even had that feeling when I was like cutting my hair. Like it was scary to like cut my hair and it's like, it's I like had crazy. super long hair, and when I cut it, it was like, oh my gosh, this is like a part of my identity. Right. It's yeah. crazy. It's That's interesting how yeah. everything becomes a part of your identity yeah. working out. It's oh, part yeah. of your identity. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I work out seven days a week. Yep. And then it's like, I if was I go down to six, girl. it's like, oh yeah. shit, now I've really like dropped the ball. <laughs> right. But because it's your identity that 100%. you're the girl that works out seven days yeah. a week. 100%. Yeah. And who are you if you don't? Right. That was the biggest right. challenge mm-hmm. for me was with the food stuff and the body stuff was like, I had this identity of being like the fit girl that looked a certain way and then it was like to release that was like whoa yeah so confronting yeah but it's like that's super unhealthy yeah as well to get I mean it's attachment too yeah. right yeah it's so interesting there's so many ways and places that we could go with oh, this yeah. like I'm curious what because we've talked about this quite a bit yeah. and quite extensively we live in one of the most overdone places in the world Los Angeles mm-hmm. and when I say done I mean all the things like Image the Botox focused. and all the things and it it's something that I will say, like looking at JLo when I watch World of Dance, <laughs> I'm like, she looks amazing. I can't believe she's like in her, what, 50s? She's something almost like 50. That's like 49 insane. or something. She looks she incredible. Fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She fly. Mm-hmm. So, oh, she fly. <laughs> she was, she was an expert. In, in her New Zealand accent yeah, as well. She fly. She, she fly. <laughs> I definitely Sounds don't cool. have an accent, you guys. Like, I just am totally just one of you. Me. Yes, you do. <laughs> but she looks amazing, right? And we 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 have these these images of these like beautiful mm-hmm. like goddess women, right? That are thrown in our face quite a bit. And I love me some J Lo. She's like my spirit animal, right? Right. <laughs> um, and I see that, and I'm like, hmm. You know, I'm 35. Mm. How do I feel about? aging mm. like right now in my current skin I'm in I feel great I'm yep. like yeah but am I going to be saying the same thing when I'm 
50, right? You know, or like, will I be tempted? And from mm-hmm. what space? And mm-hmm. from, you know, and it's like peeling back and really getting aware again, yeah. back to awareness, aware of the conversations I'm having. And I notice when I'm having them. Like, I considered at one point getting um, eyelash extensions. Yeah. And it was after spending time with three friends who all had eyelash extensions, mm-hmm. whose eyes all looked like these beautiful <laughs> baby doll eyes. Yeah. eyes. And I'm like, wow, you know, like, <laughs> But then I noticed like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I'll consider getting them. But I noticed I considered it after spending time Mm. with people who had it and then feeling less than in that space. So I didn't get it because I realized that. But it's yeah. it's just an interesting thing to pull apart. Oh, yeah. Goes to, I think, your self-worth. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when I'm 50, 60, 70, like, let me tell you, if I want to get a boob job because they're my boobs have sunk down to my toes, mm-hmm. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's no... Sh- but again, as long as I don't tie my self-worth to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long, yeah. like, even with Botox yeah. and things like that, like, I... Every, each to their own I don't care yeah. Yeah. and so I may come to a point where I do want it because I'm like yeah you know what I think it will like help my little eyes in yeah. <laughs> but if I'm like I want to feel better about yeah. myself yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna get it that's so dangerous because I, I know myself as well I've got an addictive personality right, so hole. I, know I know myself very well that if I get that right. where is it gonna end yep. that's, and that's the thing going back to like oh well I tweak that right. and that feels really good yeah. and like oh well maybe this and you know I had friends who started getting Botox when I lived in New York at like 25 yeah. and I'm like girl you don't need you're 25 you don't that have any wrinkles so common she's now. like it's preventative and I right. keep hearing it it's preventative you have to start now and I'm like oh well, I'm fucked then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not only do I not get it but I go out in the sun with no sunblock on right. I'm like come get me son I love you it's your <laughs> Greek heritage that's it it's, it's in my blood I have to speaking of my identity tan is very yeah, part of my identity <laughs> well speaking of tanning like my roommate the other day there's a a pill that you can take or it's an injection or something and like you, all you need to do is get like five minutes in the sun and you go tan everywhere and see, I was like I am tempted for that right <laughs> see, but that's why I'm like it's such a rabbit hole because it's like wow okay so I don't even and this is but it's like it's like where does it end where and like it end? it's great it's it's definitely a journey and I think it is like you said Lisa just like as long as you're not tying yourself worth because the reality is like we're it's this is probably going to sound very pessimistic and I don't mean it like this, but it's probably downhill from here in terms of like, how we like, you know, know we're all like, well, true. Yeah. And I think I feel I, like I'm yet to peak. Yeah. yeah I'm holding out for my With all of our biohacking that we're right, going to do. Right. True. True story. Yeah. So fucking killing it let's at scratch, 45. Exactly. Let's scratch that one. Cause I think we're all, we're all peaking at the moment, but like you have to come to terms with the fact that like, you know, I had to mourn the fact that I don't look like I looked when I was 18, 21, yeah. 25, like, you know, and it's like, because we can't pin ourselves to that. Otherwise, to we're ideal. screwed because yeah, it's going to always be changing. That's also, huge. I just heard a study where I guess um, women, as they get older, they always seek guys within three-year range, three huh. to four-year range. So as we get older, we right. typically look for guys either three years younger than us or three years older Guys, on the, <laughs> guys on the other hand. Guys, on the other hand, no matter what they age they are, oh, true, yeah. they seek 21 to 25-year-olds. So <sighs> if I know that and I know, all right, I'm, I've been married for 16 years. My husband's always going to innately find 25-year-old women attractive. Mm. I've got, I can't compete. Yeah. So right. why am I even wasting even an ounce of energy competing on yeah. the looks front? Because right. I can't. It's just going to do myself a disservice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I say, you know what? I'm going to build a relationship where I um, I bring something to the table other than my looks. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, yeah. if that then isn't enough for him, 
then that's on him. Moving right. on. Moving right. on. I mean, seriously, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So if we just focus on, oh my God, I'm not young anymore. Um, my husband isn't going to find me attractive. Mm. Other guys aren't going to find me attractive. It's like, if you can just accept that's evolution and that's yeah. how right. we are as humans, yeah. Yeah. then I, for me, it was it allowed me to let go of it. Mm. See, I love that. But, but this brings up a bigger issue that I'm like mm. kind of frustrated about is in society, we celebrate men as they get older. We're like, oh, he's dashing. He's like debonair, his salt and pepper hair. And then like women after a certain age, if you don't look a particular way, you're kind of like old news, right? right? Invisible I, generation. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, like speaking to the women in my family who are, you know, 60 plus and, and a lot of women I even coach and work with, they feel like they're kind of like these forgotten people yeah. where like they don't have any value anymore, even if they're brilliant, even if they've built businesses, even if they're doing all the things and caring all the things. And and I feel like we're in a shift of that, especially mm. like we look politically, there's a lot of women stepping in and their mm. voices are mattering more, which is great. And I also feel like we're still, I, well, I'll speak for myself. I'm still buying into it, even in the right. sense of like with J-Lo. Like I'm- se- Yeah, why J-Lo. is she our hero? Yeah, she's mm. amazing. Mm-hmm. She's amazing, right? Yeah. Super talented, yeah. brilliant woman. And I love how J-Lo looks. Right. Like straight up, superficially. Yeah. I follow her on Instagram because she is golden as fuck. Right. Like <laughs> she glows. Yeah. Right. And I don't know J-Glo. why, but like there's something about that that mm-hmm. I'm attracted to. Yeah. So it's like, it's this like, yeah. you know, double-edged sword where I, I really want to kind of place a flag in in the sand mm-hmm. and say, hey, like we're here and we matter and our brilliance and our contribution and all these things that we do will continue to matter no matter what our age is. And that's also really awesome and attractive. Mm-hmm. And, and I think as human beings, we almost can't get rid of that, like yeah. what you're saying. You know, it's like men are innately attracted to these younger women, probably because of the vitality. Right. That's the thing. Younger women are more likely to um, procreate, right? So it's right. like the Biologically, biologically, mm, the yeah. men's job is to spread their seed. Yeah, and so the woman who's it's going a good job, yeah. <laughs> hard job, right? Um, but, we have a couple of men in the studio that are getting a really interesting conversation what do you today. Think about that, guys? <laughs> but so it's so it's innate in them. So I actually don't. Um, I don't hate on that, if you yeah, know what yeah, I mean, because yeah. it's like biologically that's what they're meant to do. And women, the younger you are, the easier it is for you to get pregnant after yeah. your period. Yeah. So as I get older, I recognize that I'm not going to be the the ideal um, biological, biological catch. catch. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But So I can let go of it. Almost yeah. understanding the biolo- biology behind it allows yeah. me to let mm. go of the emotion behind it. And that's going back to those shoulds. The like, shoulds, oh, I yeah. should be, right. My husband should be attracted to me still mm-hmm. like this. And not saying he won't be, but it'll just be different. Mm-hmm. It'll be a different, like, oh, man, my wife is a badass. Like, yeah. she's, a, you know, it's right. like it's Connecting a on thing. a different level. Yes. I want to jump in here quickly on the attraction piece because this was a really big uh, thing that I had to go through with the, you know, reprogramming my beliefs around body and things like that. And, like, you know, social media detoxes and actually, like, training yourself because because certain attractions, like, there is obviously the biological thing and even, like, that, okay, we have deemed J-Lo to be attractive now because big booties are big and Kim Kardashian, X, Y, and Z. But, like, a while ago, that wasn't socially acceptable. Totally. So it's a fickle thing. It's not set in stone. We're yeah. actually being socialized into what we deem is attractive. 100%. And that can also be retrained. So yeah. 
I think that, you know, and I know you did this one time, Lex, where you started to look at like really amazing, like older women that were dope and like stylish and like X, yep. Y, and Z. I legit, so, I want to get back into that. Yeah, like you can train it. Like, and mm-hmm. actually we're just used to being shown a specific version of what attractive is. Yeah. And so we've started to associate, oh, this is really attractive. Oh, JLo, beautiful skin, big booty, like blah, blah, blah. Like this is what's really attractive. But we can also retrain that. It's 100%. just that we're living in a society that is like, you know, in Africa, they've seen people to fat camps because yeah. that's what they think think that's what socially is deemed as because you have money and you're attractive and stretch marks are sexy yeah that's a socially a social construct if you come in like you know preston and i are both thin and i've been doing work in tanzania for over a decade mm. every time i go back my bb my grandmother is like are you sick yeah <laughs> <laughs> are you, you are so thin my daughter yeah you are so thin mm-hmm. and like being thin in tanzania is a sign you're ill. Yeah. It's yeah. a sign that you have disease of some sort. Whereas here, it's like, oh, celebrated, right? right? So it is. It's such a social thing. And that thing I did has supported me so much, especially when I moved to L.A. Because New York, I feel like there's a different standard of beauty in New York. It's more about, like, the natural beauty and, like, you know. Understated. Understated. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, whereas mm-hmm. L.A., it's, like, very stated. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we call it that SO life, yeah. standing out. Standing out. <laughs> standing out. <laughs> um, and when I moved here, I noticed the influence. Yeah. I noticed it like starting to creep into my subconscious. Like, hmm, do I need to shift? Do I need to like play this Which game? Which is natural that that would happen. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I'm aware Envi- of Environment it. is everything. I'm aware of it, right? Yeah. So the awareness was what really kept me in. And I noticed even on my Instagram, I love fashion and I was following a bunch of like essentially 19 year olds and 17 year olds right. who have great style, but are 19. Right. You know, and I'm like, this is my That's environment. That's not going to look like that on me. Right. Yeah. And so I, I went out of my way to find these amazing yeah. older women, like 60, 70, 80, 90 years old Whoa. that are killing it in different ways. Like there's that. this one 90 year old woman who the has- The woman? Yes. Yeah. She's got the dopest style yeah. I've ever- She like legit what? wears like spandex, rainbow stuff. She she's got this crazy- gla- And like she roller skates. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to be like you and I'm yeah. older. Right. <laughs> you know? Amazing. But I want to be like you now. Everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I be like you now? Right now, I'll take That's it. That's why we started our skate club. Yes, it like is. Her. But things are changing, right? Like I feel yeah. like- it is becoming less about the looks for women because we are mm-hmm. standing up and demanding yeah. that people yes. see our worth. Yes. And it's just, it's so nice to see that because oh, yeah. when I think about women, we are just so powerful. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. Really powerful. I mean, we're keeping the population going. Yes. Right? Like we are really powerful. And Yo, we make human beings. We literally do. We cook them and ship them out. It's and crazy. Yeah. So mm. it's, and it's just so nice to see that. So even letting go of what's going to happen wh- when we age, it's all about, do I feel good? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. my vitality and what am I creating? How am I adding to the world? All of mm-hmm. those things. And I just really hope, and we can all help create it, but I really hope that's where it goes. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm so fed up of being judged based on how I look. Yes. Right. When I know what's going on in my head is the powerful stuff. Like, yeah. that's why you should want to be my friend. That's why you yeah. should, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. I love that. And I think for, for anyone listening, uh, and I'll speak this for myself as well, I think our responsibility is to really check in with ourselves and see how we're feeding the issue. Yeah. You know, right. see mm-hmm. how we are a part of the problem instead of being a part of the solution. And mm-hmm. I think having conversations like this with your girlfriends yeah. is a part of the solution because we're, we're bringing awareness to our own mm-hmm. edges in this mm-hmm. and our own, you know, insecurities and where we lean in and where we've considered. And, and I think it's important that we just get honest about it and stop hiding mm. all of these conversations thinking that nobody else is having them because right. we're all secretly having them in our 
our heads. Yeah. So let's just bring it to the forefront because the minute we can acknowledge it, we can actually move past it and create mm. something better. Mm. Yeah, and and another thing as well, and some of my friends do this and it's really got me doing it too. Like when you see your goddess friends, give them a really yes. heartfelt compliment because how much mm. are they wanting that? I yeah. love that, uh, yes. And it, and it's and it feels so, good. It really does. It feels yeah. good to say it and, it and it feels good to receive it. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends, she always knows like my biggest issue is my skin. Every single time she sees me, first thing she says, oh my God, your skin looks amazing. That's so cute. Like, yes. And no matter how I, <laughs> I no matter that. how I feel, I'm like, yes. yes, right? And it's so nice. And so I think about whenever I hear any of my friends talking about what they may be feeling self-conscious mm. about, I really note it yeah. and I mm. celebrate it because mm. we don't judge our friends for how they look. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's just so nice to do that. And that's how we can start being part of the solution. Just mm. stop being that kind of cheerleader that yeah. your friend might need. Yeah. And I, I want to speak to that too mm. real quick having a child i've recognized this because my child is very handsome he is a handsome boy he is. and and he gets told all the time how handsome he is uh, yeah and i'm like no yeah we need yeah. to celebrate how curious he is uh, and mm -hmm. how brilliant he is and how brave he is so every single day i literally have these four wooden things above his diaper changing table that says be kind, be brave, yeah. explore, and be curious. Mm -hmm. And I say that to him every time we change his diaper, and I affirm it because he's always always being told, you're so cute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but if you notice with little girls, we're like, oh, she's so cute. She's so beautiful. She's so pretty. Mm -hmm. But not, you're so brilliant. You're so badass. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. so creative. You're so brave. Like, let's start celebrating our friends and ourselves yeah. for those aspects of, of womanhood because we're all of it, right? We can be beautiful and we can be fucking brave as hell yeah. and courageous and brilliant and changing the way the world works. So yeah. I think we really get to be aware of how we're speaking into ourselves and others as well. Yeah. And I think all of that is just coming up now, you know, these last, let's say, five years where women are really starting to speak out and not, you, like, try and bring someone else down so they can rise. Yeah. Now I've, I'm seeing these communities of women yes. just mm. sitting here talking to you ladies. I feel so freaking empowered. Mm. Yes. You know, so, like, we're all here to bring each other up. Yes. And I've only personally been seeing that and experiencing mm. it over these last five years. Yeah. Whereas before it definitely yeah. was like competition. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I was just going to echo your point. I think it's really important for us to be aware of like, yeah, the other, the other ways that we can see people and see our friends as well. Because again, if it's like, if we're only being validated on that, then, then it's like, okay, so if I'm not that, then what am I, you yeah. know? So it's yeah. like widening that out. But I think definitely I think, having more of an awareness about how we can actively acknowledge and validate everyone in our life. Like Alexi and I went to uh, maximum security prison a couple of days ago. Wow. It was a, so one awesome. of the most powerful experiences ever. We're going to get another group together. Yeah. Though, so we'll with the organization's called Hustle 2.0. They're amazing. Look them up. Yeah. Uh, doing amazing work in these prisons. And we did this exercise where, you know, we – just the whole day really was seeing these men and, and being with them. And and the, one of these exercises was really seeing them and acknowledging them. And just you could tell this this like starvation for validation, and for acknowledgement, for being wow. seen, for being Ugh. accepted. And it, yeah. was, it was so powerful. But it really reminded me like a lot of people, I mean, all of us, like we were, we were staring on the way home from the prison, like, we we validate each other often. Like we're pretty high vibing friends, and we have awesome friend groups that like see each other and acknowledge each other. And that's not that's often not the norm. And even yeah. us, we could get it more. And like it's such sure. a beautiful human thing. And many people don't ever get it, and they've never got it. And it's like, how can we 
see people more and acknowledge people more and just yeah. that that difference that like even saying to someone hey I love your shoes I love your jacket like it yeah. just lights people's faces up it it's does. so small and it's like how could we bring so like I'm committed to bringing so much more of that into my life just with people I don't know like good morning on the street like yeah. it makes me feel so happy when some random person says good morning like hello like yeah. it's so fun you're like the world is good right yes. it's just like that connection and that love and that yeah. seeing like that genuine seeing yeah and that humanity I think is like and I think something. that's what we're all ultimately after anyway. Of course, like, yeah. With any of the quick fixes that we may do with right. our bodies or our face oh, yeah. or our hair or whatever, it's all because we want to feel more loved and more 100%. valued and more seen 100%. in the world. So I think, yeah, the more we can be a vessel for that mm-hmm. in everybody's life, whether mm-hmm. it's the barista at Starbucks or oh, yeah. whoever, I just think – I know I can be so much better at yeah. that. Like, even especially in my relationship, like acknowledgement mm-hmm. is not easy for me because I didn't grow up in a household of it. Right. But I know my husband loves that. Yep. Like, he's a Leo. He likes. He like. He liked that a lot. He likes to be stroked a little <laughs> bit. Right. He's a lion, and and I. I have had to lean into my discomfort to mm. say the things I'm thinking all the time. Yeah. I'm thinking them, mm-hmm. but it just feels awkward and weird sometimes and like clunky to say it, yeah. but I say it anyway. Yeah. And it's it's been a practice, but right. with everybody, but mm-hmm. especially my husband. I think sometimes those who are closest to us, who know right. us the of most, course. it's like hard to shift into a new identity. Yep. And so that's been like something I'm definitely committed mm. to. Mm. Yeah. It's powerful. I mean, I think we're all just craving it more and, and that connection piece. So it's just like, yeah, dropping I, those walls. I yeah. tried to connect with this guy at the airport the other day and he looked so unhappy. You know, these guys that just like check your ID. Oh, yeah. He looked like sincerely mad and yeah. upset. And so I was like, I was like, how's your day going? He's like, fine. And I was like, oh, I'd love to see you smile. And he just looks at me, gave me the dirtiest look uh, ever. No way. And I was like, well, you don't look too happy. He's like, I'm like this every day. And oh. I was like, so that when I was like, I felt deflated. I yeah. was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his vibe then wore on to me. And I was yeah, like, at least right. you can't let his vibe get on to you. But what would you have done in that situation? Oh, my gosh. I had the best experience at the airport at Austin. I had this guy and he was like, how, how was your trip? And I was like, it was amazing. Because I was so high after <laughs> yeah. South by Southwest. I was like floating. And then he was like, you don't hear that every day. That's so great. And then he's like, I'm just going to put a little smiley face on this little thing. And he put a little smiley face so on my, and I was like, thank you. And it was just, like, it was just, my, I guess, like my, the vibration. Mm. Like people are not even used to hearing people say, I'm amazing. I'm really great. Yeah, like life good. is really good. You know, yeah. it's like, and that, that, like, it's like when someone smiles at you, you want to smile back. Mm-hmm. Like that, I don't know what I would but have done But when it's the in opposite, that. I was going to say, when it's the right. opposite, when they're just like totally devastated. Like I really wanted to find like one magic phrase to say to yeah. him to make him smile yeah. and I failed. I, I oh, don't think no. he failed. <laughs> no. I think he probably thought about that later and was that's, like... That's a hard thing like in the moment. If someone's not available for in, it. He's in pain or uh, of some yeah. sort, maybe not like, you know, but he, something's off, yeah. right? Mm. And I think... I don't know. I'd love to think that in the moment I would have said something really eloquent. Right. I was trying to think of like a joke or like. I I think I would have. I mean, honestly, like in hindsight, I would say something like, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm really sorry. Like, sorry if I like messed up your day, but I just want to send you love and hope the rest of your day gets a little bit better. That would have been, you know, something like that. But obviously, I probably wouldn't have said that. Right. You could even say like when he like stamps and you can tell he's depressed, you can be like. 
You are killing it. You are yeah. the most efficient person that yeah. has I've worked with today. Thank you so much. Just mm. such a compliment. Yeah, because uh, sometimes people just want to be like seen. Yeah, and they, and and almost when you say how are you, they they might be thinking, oh, she just asked this to everyone. She doesn't care. You're yes. like, no, you are a special human, yeah. and I am asking it to you. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. actually did that at Whole Foods. I asked that question, and I genuinely want to know. So I'm like, how's your day today? And this guy's like, good. I was like, was it just good? I don't know nobody's ever asked me that I'm like well think about it like was it good was it extraordinary was it like meh like how you feeling and like it opened up this whole conversation he's like you know what everything was really great and then on my lunch break it got better because I got this call from this girl and I was like dope awesome All right, sounds like you're in the flow I was like so next time somebody asks you what are you going to say he's like I'm in the flow (laughs) and how did that make you feel then after that so good good. I was just like I was like like hopping to the beat of my own drum outside of Whole Foods it's good yeah it (laughs) it does it's so little it's so little too and it's so true like when you think about what it, what it looks like when you have a good day like you have a good day you breeze into the office and you say hi to the person at the desk and yeah. you sit down you smile at your team and then you text something amazing to a friend you do all <laughs> these things but then if you're having a bad day you probably skip past all those things you're like oh yeah. let me just get this done oh there's a little but opportunity drag what your if feet you, into the office yeah <laughs> but what if you just faked it and pretended you were having a good day so you yeah. still said the chirpy good morning you still did the things mm-hmm. even in your head you're like oh, this is, I don't feel like this. I am so inauthentic right now, but hi, hi. (laughs) But like you could fake it and and it might even make you feel good. Well, so I'm curious about this because like we all have shitty days. So what are some of your go-tos that you know you're like, oh, I'm in that moment. Uh, This Mm. could either go this way or it could go this way. What do you Mm. do to get out of those moments and like shift back into Mm. feeling fierce? I do, um alternate nostril breathing i don't know if there's a sexier word than that but it's like my quick fix yeah yeah so basically you take um your finger and your thumb and you like use this one kind of hand to do it so you put your thumb over one nostril if you're watching the video you can watch (laughs) one nostril (laughs) and then you breathe all the way in and then you breathe all the way out and then you switch you close the other nostril and you breathe all the way in and you breathe all the way out we're all doing it. We're all doing it. And so I do this a few times. You're trying to be sly over there. Yeah, so I, I see you wanting to try it. <laughs> well, I do this a few times and it is like, I call it like my absolute like emergency breakout mm. thing. So whether I'm in traffic, whether I'm going into a meeting, whether I feel, so for me, like when I get anxious, I feel these butterflies in my tummy. I'm like, let's breathe. Yeah. And it's the quickest way. And if I've got longer, I'll do like some more breath exercises. But that changes my state right away. And, mm. I, and what it does is actually strengthens the muscle between your left and right side of your brain um, so it brings you more into balance so rather than going and diving into like being super emotional or being super logical it brings you into balance and as women we naturally have a stronger um we're better at, we're better at balancing that mm. we have that stronger oh. muscle tying them together that's how we're really good at like multitasking and yeah. diving in and out of things yeah. mm-hmm. um but it helps you come back into balance you can actually go and respond from a place which might not be perfect like i'm not saying it's gonna cure all the anger yeah. Yeah. like a little, we feel a little it clearer, though. yeah it helps you go in a little bit clearer so yeah. it's like i do it in traffic all the time or i do it when i'm heading to the office if i need it sometimes I put my windows down the car mm. and it feels really good mm, I, I love I that. Take it. yeah alternate nostril breathing i mean i feel like it 
probably has a cute name. <laughs> I was going to say, we need to give it a cute name. Right. A and B. A and B, yeah. And a B. And B. <laughs> sexy. That's killing yeah, that's the sexy. Really, yeah. That's killing the sexy terminology <laughs> game right there. For me, I feel like dancing is one of my go-tos. Like like good music in my in my headphones, like dancing, like moving the energy, shaking it out, like just getting the energy going. Like obviously that's not always practical. Um, but for me, if I'm like in a space where I can do that, that's like a go-to if I have to like jump on a call or and I'm just like don't have the energy that like really like changes my state and gets the energy going but like sometimes you obviously can't do that and sometimes I know that like I'm like you know what actually just today I get to be in this space and not ask myself to do too many things like sometimes mm-hmm. that's my thing and it's yeah. permission to permission. actually let it be and not push through it because sometimes that actually just wants space to be with and yeah. it's like all right you know what today I'm gonna go and rest like sometimes it's a signal yeah. you know and I think it's knowing when to acknowledge and when to let it have space and to tell it to f off and try to try to push through it right yeah yeah i'm definitely a music person as well put on some madonna some 90s music yes just (laughs) yeah do your jam in front of the mirror oh yeah um recently actually i found that doing something nice for somebody else Mm. makes me feel very good oh yeah so like i we had a shoot the other day and i just went around to the entire crew and i was like would you like a coffee would you like a piece of toast (laughs) because it was early it was breakfast and so everyone's like sure like why are you asking I was like I just want to do something nice for someone Mm, and so I ended up like I was the PA and I was like giving coffee and I felt so good afterwards Mm -hmm. it made me and I was like okay well I can't sustain this every day because I'm exhausted now just to get tea for everyone (laughs) gotta work now yeah I know exactly but it really did make me feel good and so now I'm trying to think okay maybe if even if it's just like one little thing here and there like even if it's just texting someone just like hey I just wanted to let you know that I was thinking about you and you Mm. really mean a lot to me yeah. like that's it yeah we could just, definitely all do that more <laughs> yeah like just but yeah. kind of forcing yourself to give mm. really did help me yeah. bring reality back to like okay this this emotion that you're going through actually isn't as bad as you think it is yeah yeah um, well and you make it about somebody else yeah. instead of like because a lot of times i know for myself when i'm in my shit it's because i'm making it all about me all right. about and you. i'm like just in my like me tunnel of hell you yeah. know <laughs> it's like spiraling down oh that sounds tunnel. scary <laughs> it I, is scary sometimes. me tunnel of hell <laughs> <laughs> i i have a little uh funny weird habit of venmoing my friends so i venmo them five dollars and oh say gosh, go and get cute. a matcha latte on me oh, oh that's so cute I love that. and i just do like so like like on Valentine's Day, LA, so a lot of my friends. Yeah, I maybe. I know in LA. So uh, like on Valentine's Day, I send it out and it just made me feel so great. That's and so cute. just like once a week I'll try. It's not every single week, but once mm. a week I'm like, who can I Venmo? It's so exciting. Oh, and that's awesome. you've got obviously you find their name because they're already in your phone as their phone book. So you yeah. just send them saying, like, get yourself a coffee on me. And whether they buy a coffee or not, when they get that, yeah. they like feel so good. And it might be five dollars, yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. matter. That's like such a nice thing. And actually one of our mutual friends, Victoria, she's the one that introduced me to it. She Venmoed me randomly this one day. She was like, go get a matcha latte and I want you to think about how loved you are. And I was Aww. like, okay, I will. That is so That's sweet. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. And mm-hmm. I do, I love all these suggestions. And I, I, I think I do a bit of all of them. I mm-hmm. get to be more intentional about what you said, Lisa, mm-hmm. like really going, wait, let me get out of me mm-hmm. and go serve. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea, like an actual physical representation yeah. of that to friends. I think one thing that's really worked wonders for me, and I used to actually have it like printed out and pasted over my door, what magic will I experience today? Mm-hmm. And that for me, like for a long time, I was kind of in like a dark time of my life after 
you know, dealing with some trauma and like just figuring out how to be with it powerfully. And that question really pulled me out because it's like, you know what, there is magic in the world, whether it's magic in a human that I'm going to meet or an experience I'm going to encounter or even something I'm going to create and generate. And I think it just made me so much more intentional about looking for that Mm. instead of looking for all the things that weren't working. It's reframing. Yeah, 100%. I feel like this conversation could go on for absolute days, which would be absolutely amazing, but we're going to need to wrap this one up. So does anyone have any final closing thoughts on anything you want to throw into the space? I just I just feel so heard and it's mm. so nice to sit in a space of such empowered women mm. and, and share from such a real place of where yeah. we're at right now. And yeah. hopefully for anyone listening, it gives you permission to not feel like you have to wait till you're out yeah. of the situation or the journey mm. to, to come back and share your learnings and everything yeah. I taught you. Because just sharing when you're in something can be so powerful, not mm. only for you, but for everyone listening. Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, if you hear, hear anything on this show that really r- resonates with you, please mm. like share that with your audience and tag us so we can yeah. see and we can see kind of the work you're doing. That would be amazing. Yeah, I love we it. I'd love that. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being here with oh, us. It was such an honor to have you. I feel so inspired. Seriously, I'm like, what can I go do right now? <laughs> I feel so yes. energized being around you guys. Mm. Seriously. It's been an absolute honor. Yay, yeah, so magic. And yeah, we just wanted to have epic conversations like, you know, behind the veil with awesome humans. So we really appreciate you of coming course. and doing that with us. Anytime. Yes, yes we will let you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we love you guys. Thank you for spending your time with us. Yeah. We value your time and appreciate it. So hopefully you gain some beautiful mm-hmm. insight that will help transform your life. So go out and kick ass. Yes, much love. If you love this episode, please subscribe and be sure to leave us a review. We want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and also really want to know who you want to see on the show. And speaking of reviews, I've also got a little something on my sleeve for you. So I want to send you a copy of the Boss Babe 25. This is a brand new resource that we've created and trust me, you are going to love it. So the Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. Seriously, this little resource is like a little boss babe holy grail you are going to love it it covers everything from must-have products our favorite books rituals that we do daily and little hacks to help you grow so if you want to copy it's really easy just leave us a review screenshot that review and email it to podcast at bossbabe.com that is podcast at bossbabe.com and we'll send you a free copy over within 24 hours We love bringing you experts and interviews from other successful business owners so they can talk about their experiences and share information, tips, and what has worked for them. However, remember that the opinions or advice of our guests and as the hosts should not be taken as personal, actionable advice and as given as general information and education only. Please always remember to consult a qualified professional before implementing any medical, financial, legal, or other business advice to ensure it will work for you or your business. Boss Babe is not responsible nor liable for your decision to implement anything you hear on the podcast. Please listen and act responsibly. The opinions of our guests do not represent the opinions or views of Boss Babe, Danielle Canty, or Natalie Ennis personally and are meant as information and general education only.